0: Do you remember when you started your small business? It was no small feat. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash mytaughtyou and enter mytaughtyou in the how did you hear about us section to get started. You guys, it
1: has been Too long. Happy end of the decade. Today is Thursday, December 12th, 2019, and the end of year panic is starting to set in and the goal setting for the next decade is upon us. It has really been a busy year for me. And one thing I'm really proud of myself for doing is staying in the moment all 2019. I did not allow this sort of rush of life to creep into my psyche this year. As you all know, I've got my water. I've got a little bit of coffee this morning. I don't know what it is, but my throat is just dry. Um, Most of you know that I am the mother of an awesome one and a half year old boy Um, It was really important to me that I be as present as possible to ensure that he hit those milestones over the last two years. Motherhood, I have found, is very much fear-inducing. There are all of these things that you just can't control and you have to just do your part and then wait and see. So each month, I'm checking the list to see if he's up to... Speed, You know, is he up to time on crawling? Is he up to time on any of these particular things that he's supposed to be doing? Does he have this many words? Does he do this? Does he say that? Um, and Toddlers and Eating would be a 23 series podcast. Um, and Baby and Toddler Sleep would be like 100 series, 100 seasons, like whatever it is. That's just what it is. Anyway, I've been doing all of this as I approach my eighth year as the founder and CEO of Curlbox. For those of you that don't know, Curlbox is the first subscription service delivering products for naturally curly hair to your doorstep. I started the business with the skills that I had at the time, and I have had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. I always say that the hard way is still a way to learn. I've learned a lot of lessons and I've also just learned things that I had no other way of knowing than just by doing. Um, Running a business of this caliber puts a lot of demands um, on a single person. And as I reflect on this past decade, I think about how quickly I was forced to grow up when the business took off. The year before I started CurlBox, I was making between fifty and sixty thousand dollars as a full-time entrepreneur. I was a consultant. I was very happy with what I was doing because pre-Instagram, pre-courses, pre-influencer, um, what thirty-year-old was really able to make more than fifty k on their own with no Instagram page to promote themselves and everything that they did was just word of mouth. Um, not a lot. So I was really, I had really succeeded in my opinion um I lived a fun underground 30 year old life with occasional bad decisions and poor choices that had to work really hard to make their way to the public and once you start a business that becomes public and people start to sort of follow you or keep up with you um all of a sudden some of the things that you do just don't work you know uh So in an instant, I felt the need to clean up my behavior that, and I really didn't have time to be exploring things like the three man plan. I have to tell you guys about that on another day. Um, I'm here today because I wanted to check back in with you as the year ends, uh, and share my lessons from the last decade. Uh, I have six lessons today. Um, I probably would have had more if I had spent you know days and days with this but I woke up this morning and it was on my heart to share so I literally sat down about an hour ago and I just was like you know what if I sit here and flow um, what are the things that I feel really uh, what are some of the major highlights that sort of came to me in this last 10 years first thing I have and, and this is me doing what I do and telling you what you know, I would do if I were you, is number one, keep your blinders on. Race horses wear blinders sometimes to keep their eye focused on what is ahead rather than what is at the side or behind. I keep my blinders on and over time, I've heard just about everything that that was either being said or speculated about me. When I launched Curlbox back in 2011, late 2011, um, I heard heard comments about my lack of contacts, my lack of experience in the hair care space, my inability to deliver new and or different products every single month. She's going to run out. It has to end. Um, the list went on and on. One month after we shipped our first box, a competitor launched the exact same business, literally lifting the words from the website. When I went back and looked at the orders, like the very first orders that people made that first month, these people had purchased the box and essentially copied it um, from beginning to end. I was annoyed But I kept it moving, right? It's like you see it, people tag you in it, so you know it exists. And I was like, you know what? I got to go back and put my blinders on. Now, let's talk about how having your blinders on is to your benefit. Every time you turn your head around and look back to see who's gaining on you, you're letting those people know that doubt has crept in. This is the beginning of mental defeat. If you're driving hard to win, you are in first place and winning. Why are you looking back? You're starting to doubt your own performance. You're no longer playing to win. You're playing not to lose. I'm going to let you spend some time with that because I really want you to think about that. 2020 and on, are you going to be out here playing to win or are you just looking around making sure or trying to ensure that you don't lose? A lot of times, we look back to boost our confidence. Look at me. I'm out here. I'm out here in front of everybody. But even if you look back and you don't see anyone, you'll keep looking back out of paranoia. And that's what's going to chip away at your confidence because now you're so afraid of losing that you can't even focus on winning. I've never looked at what anyone was doing as it relates to my business. I've never ordered a competitor's box Um, or product to see you know, what I could do better. I have just kept putting myself up against myself month after month, year after year, trying to do things better than I did before. I don't care what anyone has said about me. It does not bother me at all because I have a full understanding that people's comments about me are based on their own life experiences. I realize that people commenting don't know me. They don't know that I have the heart of a warrior. They don't know how much belief I have myself. They don't know that I am a lifelong student. They don't know that I am infinitely curious. And to quote Samuel Johnson, curiosity is one of the permanent and certain characteristics of a vigorous intellect. Now, let me tell you what I want you to do. I want you to keep your eyes on your own paper because a lot of you are looking over and trying to cheat off of someone else's test, not realizing that these are two different tests. That's why you're not getting anywhere. I was having a conversation with the young lady earlier this week struggling to find her p- place professionally thus in um thus not really able to find her own footing personally because a lot of those things are aligned and so I kept yelling into the phone get off instagram Just delete your page, and she never would say that she would. And I could tell that the thought alone was uneasy to her. But if you aren't anywhere near your goals and you're sitting on social media looking at what everyone else is doing, you do not have your blinders on. And that's the end of my rant on that. Okay, second thing that came to mind when I thought about what were my lessons of the decade is keep moving. I can't tell you how many periods over the last decade that I had no idea how to do something or what was even going on. I feel like every time people hit a snag in their life or things stop going the way that they hope, they just sit there and either mope or plot revenge. You have to act like time in this life. Time stands still for nothing. Time waits for no man. You have to learn to move in your discomfort, move in your uncertainty, move through your embarrassment, move, move, move. Moving forward is the only way you're going to find new opportunities. Moving forward introduces you to the idea of pace. And you understand that some days and some weeks are a sprint and others truly are a walk. Some seasons you are simply walking. Walking is one of the most underrated forms of exercise. Have you ever been on the treadmill? You got your, you put your um, headphones in, you got everything going, you got your water bottle, and you're getting ready to get it in. And you look over and you just see somebody just sitting there walking, and you may think, what a waste of time. Walking is a low impact exercise and can be done for longer periods of time. So if you're in a place of uncertainty and you need to keep moving, you're not going to be able to run. You're going to have to walk you know, and as I started thinking about what are some ways that I can sort of tie this in together and under, and help them understand that sometimes you might be walking for a long time, you might be walking for a year or years. Um, I read they said psychologists found that a 10 minute walk may be just as good as a 45 minute workout when it comes to relieving the symptoms of anxiety. If you're feeling anxious, and you're feeling stuck, And you feel like you really can't move. I want for you to find ways to keep moving towards your goal. Even if it's teeny tiny steps every day. Keep moving even if it's just a walk. Okay, dry throat. My third thought was, if you want to succeed, you will have to get over Liking people, newsflash, you're not going to like every single person you work with, whether they're your coworkers or your clients. The number of emails and questions I get about not liking their boss, not liking the person they work with are high and easily the top problem I've been emailed about since I started this podcast. Working with people who are difficult or even toxic is a skill that has great value if you master it. Early in my career, I was often called in to deal with the difficult clients because their behavior just didn't bother me. I knew it wasn't about me and I was up to the challenge of getting the job done in spite of that person. Um, You're going to spend all of, uh, I skipped a point. This is what you have to understand. The job has to be done. You're going to spend all of your time worrying about why the person did what they did or said what they said. Guess what happens when you're doing that? Number one, you're not moving. Number two, you don't have the skills to figure this out. And I'll take a step further and say, you're not allowing someone who has their own issues to keep, you're now allowing someone who has their own issues to keep you from your big prize. I work with all kinds of people I don't necessarily like or love. It's different when I'm paying and it's my team because I need to be on a team in which I can play at my best and I play my best when I'm playing with winners. And that's that on that. Fourth thing I came up with is like, what is something that else that I've been thinking about? Your growth and life position will be squarely dependent on the work that you choose to do or not do. Your growth and life position will be squarely dependent on the work that you choose to do or not do. How many times are you going to tell someone that you know you need to go to therapy or you know you need to take better care of your health or you know you need to just finish that degree or you know you need to work on your resume and you know you need to apply to some jobs next year or you know you need to look at your finances and you know you need to do better with your money and you know you need to stop overspending. How many times are you going to keep telling people that are even saying that to yourself? The sooner you start, the sooner your life is going to get better. You can attribute things to your zodiac sign or the universe, Mercury being in retrograde. It's less about what sign you are and more about you dealing with your stuff. You have to deal with it. It is going to suck at first and it is going to get better later. I can promise you that. Um, A lot of people have reached out to me over the years. You guys know that I've never been afraid to talk about therapy. And sometimes when you start, um, you may not get it. Or sometimes you start and you realize sort of like where the problem lies or maybe where they come from. And then you may spend a period of time resenting people that you at one point loved. Um, It gets tricky. And you know, what I've learned over the years is that some, you ever have a breakup and it just like rocks you to your core. I mean, it takes you out. You can't eat, you can't breathe. And you really feel like it is the breakup is about you and the other person. Um, what I've learned over the years is that a lot of times what really is rocking you about this breakup is a whole bunch of stuff that has added up over the years. Your, um, your first semblances of love and relationships and what you think to be true based on the experiences that your parents had or what, you know, what experiences they didn't have, um, things that you've made up about yourself. You probably start to question yourself. Maybe I didn't do this. Maybe it was my fault. Or you start to say it was the other person. They did this, they cheated, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, what I've learned in the last decade is that it really just comes it comes down to things just not being the right fit. Sure, there's a whole host of issues that come along with it, but there's no need for you to beat yourself up. There's no need for you to try to psychoanalyze someone. And it's just best to just realize that it's not a fit and move on. Number five in this, and this is going to go a lot faster than I thought, um, is practice radical candor. There's a book by the title, and the author says that radical candor is the art of caring personally as you challenge directly. From the time we learn to speak, we're told that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And many of us are living by that mantra, and that is not serving us well at all. Um, We don't know how to... how to use radical candor to our benefit. And so it says when you challenge, so there's four, it's this, um, if you get the book, I got the book, I started reading it, but then I found that like, it just, it wasn't a book that I needed to finish because I feel like I have been practicing radical candor for a long time. But so it has like four quadrants and it says there's, when you challenge without caring, it's obnoxious aggression. When you care without challenging, it's ruinous empathy. And when you do neither, it's manipulative insincerity. So what is obnoxious aggression? This person, you shout, look, her fly is down. Or look, her tracks are showing. Just so I know we all get that one. (laughs) Um, Ruinous empathy is staying silent, too worried about her feelings to say anything. It would embarrass you. Manipulative insincerity is silent, too worried about your own feelings to say anything. You want her to still like you. Radical candor is whispering, your fly is down or your tracks are showing. No one wins when you're too afraid to speak up in fear of hurting someone else's feelings or your own. It's not easy. It's something you have to practice. And with practice, things get easier over time. Don't keep things you don't like. If you hire someone for a service and it's not to your liking, speak up. Give them an opportunity to get it to a place that makes you happy. Speak up, speak up, speak up. My last thing that I thought about this morning before I get moving with my day is prioritize your personal life. That is number six and probably, not even probably, and the most important one to me. We're all looking for ways to have the ever-elusive work-life balance. Women are now making more money and gaining access to more opportunities. You don't have to do it the way your mother did it, and you don't have to do it the way society says you should. But, I have a but. But you need to make sure you're putting the same energy and effort into your personal life as you are into your professional life. You need to be taking the courses for your personal life, going to meetups for your personal life, doing things that are going to enhance you personally, not just professionally. The two actually go hand in hand. It may not be a relationship. It may not be children, but you owe it to yourself to think about the kind of home life you want to have in the next 10 years, the next 20 years, because our actions today are the life we live tomorrow. If companionship matters to you, make it a priority. Do not wait for the stars to align. No one is coming. If children matter to you, start doing the work and finding out what your timeline looks like and exploring all avenues, not just, you know, adoption, fostering. Um, Explore all avenues because no one is coming. There's an article in Harvard Business Review titled, To Have a Happier Home Life, Treat It a Little More Like Work. You know, it says for a house and family to operate smoothly, we need to employ many of the same tactics we use at the office, planning and scheduling, thoughtful decision making and putting people first. Uh, she says, you know, when, when I'm on the job, I keep a detailed schedule. Everything is accounted for and time is incorporated to allow for unexpected surprises, run your home life the same way. So you can get everything done efficiently and effectively and have free time left over to create meaningful experiences with family and rejuvenate yourself. Happy holidays, you guys. I'll be back with more podcasts next year. Um, if you have something to add to this podcast, uh, if you want to comment on this podcast, please don't hesitate to email me at mytaughtyou at gmail.com, Tweet me at my leak. Instagram me at my leak. Um, I've missed chatting with you guys. Have a great holiday.